Boker Tov, we're continuing the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're on page Shin Sadi Beis. Yesterday we did an overview of the three brachos. So now Rapinkus delves deeper into the first bracha. Okay. So first he says we have to remember the rule that all the beginnings include everything that's going to follow. And whereas in that first bracha, as the essence of the entire Amida. And therefore, Kavana, focused attention, is extremely important in the first bracha. And according to the real halacha, you should go back and say it over. But Lamaisa, if we'd say it over, we'd also probably wouldn't have Kavana the second time. So, But it's still showing that that Amida is not going to be successful. Everything flows from the first bracha. So obviously there's a lot of deep ideas in that first bracha. And that will help us to understand the idea. But we have to know, uh, and therefore before you say a bracha, before the davni, you really shouldn't spend time learning what every word means so that when you come to the Amida, it's something you can think about. But, uh, but then when you actually say it, you just focus on what you're saying. In other words, let's put it like this. Let's give a motion. When you speak to your spouse or significant other, right? You uh, there's there's feelings that you have that start before you open up your mouth, and therefore you like thinking, okay, I love my wife, love my husband, I care about them, I don't want to hurt them, whatever, all the feelings that you have about your spouse. Then you talk. Now the talk, hopefully, is a result, and it's coming out of everything you're feeling about that significant other. And once you've got that in the right position, your thoughts in the right position, hopefully the words will come out okay. Or let's say, you know, let's say you just, you, you don't respect your, your spouse. That's, you, you, you don't respect them. Then whatever you're going to try to say isn't going to come out good. But if you respect them, that's the heavy lifting. So then you're going to talk in a nice way. You're going to talk in a pleasant way. You're not going to say something that will be senseless. Because before you talk, it's already a default position. You don't want to hurt their feelings. So this is, everything we're learning is to get us in the right framework. And that framework hopefully is indelibly marked in our minds. So then when we say these words, the words just come out with the focus and the direction and the feeling that is in there. And that's what we're trying to accomplish. So therefore, let's begin with the very first words. Hashem sefosai tiftoch. Hashem, open up my lips. Ufi yagi tilasecha. And my mouth will relate your praises. So says the Nefesh that the Anche Knesset HaGadola instituted that very Pasuk we just said before the Amida. And because uh, so that someone who merits to reach this level at the time of the Amida, you're bonding up this thought um, that to know that without Hashem's help, I could be like a stone. 
but that Hashem is opening up my mouth. What does this mean? It means, let's think about it. After we have passed through all the stages of davening, we've gone through the morning blessings, that we've entered the Har Habayis, the world of doing. Then we go to Pesukari Zimra, we're into the Azara, the world of Yitzira. And then we're going, and we're going into the, the, the uh, not the, the outside courtyard of the king. Then we get to the blessings of the Shkriyashma. That's the palace, the world of Bria. It's almost, almost into the king's house. And now we're coming to that point that we're going to be meeting the king. At that point, if you really, really understand who you're talking to, you become tongue-tied. You are scared to death. Not that he's going to hurt you. You're just overwhelmed and overawed by him. If that's in front of a real king, can you imagine in front of Hashem? So now, when, you, when you're right there, you're feeling, I haven't got the strength to open up my mouth because of the greatness of the one that you are in front of and the relative lowliness of yourself. And therefore, before going to say anything, I said, hope, open up my mouth that I don't say stupid things or that I, I can even talk. I'm going, mm, 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 you, you got, you got, I, I need you to do it for me. Okay. And we've said many times that the foundation of prayer is nullifying yourself before the king. To know that all your actions and all your movements, if you're going to succeed or not, it all depends on Hashem. And therefore, we're going to ask for Hashem help and Parnasa and Mashiach coming and the rains. All the good in the world is from Hashem. And, uh, and on, and, on the, and on the other hand, when we're asking from Hashem for His abundant kindness to flow to us of Hatzlacha, there's a great danger. And what's the danger? What if your prayers get answered? <laughs> so, then you say, wow, I davened really nice. <laughs> right? Hashem. I'm a pretty big guy that Hashem listens to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not a good thought. And therefore we start Hashem's recitative talk to know that the fact is I can't do anything. And if I have a good feel, it's going to come from you. And if you answer, it's going to come from you. And you gave me all that ability. And that's the framework you have to start with. And a lot of times we don't even know what's good for us. We don't even know what to pray for. You, you think this is a good thing, but it could be it's not a good thing, especially in turbulent times. You don't know what the best thing should be. So that's before we even, we're not even yet, it's considered part of the Amida, but it's not really, you haven't, you haven't said anything. You're saying, it's like, imagine you go to the king and say, please help me that I can talk. And say it properly. You know, Lamarshall. <laughs> you, you could learn a lot from this if you if you know what to focus on from this whole thing with Biden. You know, because you know, every day almost they talk about his gaffes. But there's so many it's not really a gaff anymore. It's the, the, that's how he normally but if you notice in one of the uh, press conferences, 
He's talking and he he cannot access the word Hamas. You know, the, the other yeah, side. He's, like, he's holding. But what happened, if you notice carefully, one of the friendly reporters yeah. said, Hamas. Yeah, yeah. Hamas. <laughs> so that, that was Svasaitiv Tach. So you got you got to feel. And now that's Biden talking about stupid politics. He can't remember. But we got to talk to Hashem. This is serious business. This is not to the press. So it's like. We're like Bidens in a spiritual sense. Okay. So, I, 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 I can't say anything. I know what to say. I wouldn't know what to say. Hashem, I need you to open up my mouth. Okay. So now we're going to focus on at least this first bracha. We have to understand well. Start with the word baruch. So what does the word baruch mean? Well, in English, the Artroska is blessed. Well, that's not really what it means. Baruch means that you are the blessed one and you're the source of all blessings. You're the source of infinite flow. And Baruch atah Hashem. You, Hashem, are the source of infinite flows. That's the first thing. That that's how that's the salutation of Hashem. We're, we're not blessing him, so to speak, but Baruch Ato Hashem. You are the Baruch. And the Baruch means the source of all blessing. Eloi Kenu. Now, what does Elo Kenu, our Lord, mean? Well, everything is measured according to its relative uh, value, so to speak. And everything has certain measurements, okay? A person looks at himself in a certain way, certain outlook, certain grasp, and then there's people who are bigger than him, and there are people who are smaller than him. We all figure we're somewhere in this uh, continuum. So let's reflect for a minute. What is the essence and the greatness of a person compared to Hashem. Compare yourself to homeless people. Wow, I'm a pretty good guy. Okay. But uh, what are we going to say about uh, about uh, Hashem? Right? Now, you know, there's it's like the, the drop of sand in the ocean. Right? But uh, we're trying to get some idea of what's going on over here. So, like, imagine, what's the smallest particle that exists is an atom, right? How, how small is it? Well, you know, if you have even, like, the a head of a pin needle, there's millions of atoms. That's how small it is, okay? And uh, between all that, and uh, and we think it's an exaggeration, but that's what it is. So uh, so guess what? When we're talking about compared to Hashem, we're not even like the atom. <laughs> the small little atom, that's how small we are. Compared to Hashem in this world. And we're so fragile. We're so fragile. It's so easy to die. Just, there's so many things going on. There's only one little, little, little thing. We're in big trouble over here. 
So, so now how are you able to be alive from Hashem? So therefore we say Hashem Elohim, the name Elohim means the master of all forces. Okay? Every force that exists comes from Hashem. And without the master of all forces, we would not exist for a moment. Okay? And uh, so it, it's very interesting that, uh, so this reality, that there has to be a being who created them right everybody knows even goyim know there has to be some force that's making everything happen so question is what is it called so many say it's mother nature okay very good or it could be idols in the old days avram came along no it's elohim is is an entity called god who's the master of all forces and uh and not only he's a God, he's a God who cares about everything. Now think about this. When you're a Goy and you talk about nature and climate change, how, do, how does a Goy relate to nature? What's the relationship? An adversary. It's an adversary. You have to deal with it. Right? If, if you notice, listen to the weather reports. It's like, oh, like, it's like, it's like almost like, oh, what's going to be today? Today, the adversary is not going to make any trouble today. Sunny skies, a nice day. Okay, how many days is like that? They always have to find something wrong with it. A little too hot, a little too cold. Snow, this, that. It's the adversary. we got to fight it. And, uh, for example, Mother Nature, very cruel, makes us age. And we have to fight it. We have to fight it. We're going to try to be as young as we can for as long as we can and all these things. But Mother Nature, we don't look at it as the loving mother. It's not. It's What are we going to do to make sure it doesn't destroy us? And climate change is a good example. It's Mother Nature is very unhappy with us. The adversary is strong. Right? So when we say Baruch Atah Hashem Eloikenu, we're saying basically, I am the weakest of the weak. I have no strength. I'm like this little, little atom. And who gives me the power to move? Atah Hashem, it's you, Hashem, above any understanding. And not only that, but you are Eloikenu. You are our Lord, that you care about everything. And I'm going through all the dangerous minefields every day. And you're Hashem who's filling me with uh, antibodies and all these other things that keep me alive. And it, not just me, everybody. And you're just not a, a neutral Elohim, but Elokeinu, you're ours. And you are also not ours, but Elokeinu, Elokeinu. And we have a long-term relationship with you. You've always been with us and you always will be with us. And we should never be afraid that he's going to throw us away. That's not the case. And he is the one who gives us everything that we have. That should all be internalized in a second. Two seconds. Maybe three. And that's why you're, you're bending over. You're bending over. You, you bend the knees and then you bow over. The showing, look, look, I'd be finished. 
I be, look, I'm, down, I'm on the floor, almost. And I get up. I, I gotta get up. You're getting me up. And you've been doing this for generations. You've got a long-term commitment. So you know you're really talking to the most powerful being on the planet who cares about you and has cared about your family for decades, centuries. And now we go more into detail, besides what we said yesterday. L.O.K. Avraham. That Avraham Avinu, he learned and understood by himself that there's someone in charge of the planet. He saw how Hashem is pouring forth chesed into the world. He, he delved into what's this aspect of chesed and how it could be applied to a human being. Right, and, that, and that's... And we need the rabbis to explain this to us. Avram had no rabbi. Right. He understood it himself. And if Hashem is pouring in energies for the survival of the whole world, it's got to be, it's got to be in a way of infinite kindness. That's what really is happening, even though we may not see this. It's interesting, the rabbis tell us that Avram Avinu fulfilled every Torah mitzvah even though God didn't give it to him. And that's one. how could he know? But the answer is, because we know that the Torah is the blueprint for all of creation. And a smart person can look at a house and could figure out what the blueprint is. So did he. He learned the chesed of Hashem so clearly he could understand how to fulfill every mitzvah in the greatest detail uh, that leads into that. Now, we don't understand how through the depths of chesed he could reach all that, but that's the truth. That's what the rabbis are saying. If we're lacking any understanding of Torah, then we are very far away. And of any concept of chesed, we're very far away from the attribute of Avram. Avram made a calculation that everything in this world is a chesed from Hashem. And therefore, so he's going step by step. The fact that there's tremendous kindness, therefore means there has to be one in charge of the world. Okay? And then we can understand that Torah that comes from him. Okay? In other words, he looks at the fact there's a leader of the world, there has to be an Aleph. Aleph is aloof. There has to be an Aleph. There's got to be an Aleph. There's got to be an Aleph in the world. And then a Beis and a Gimel and a Dalit. Everything he understood through Chesed. Chesed was the lens. He looked at the world and he could understand the Torah. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> that shows <clears throat> the, uh, the greatness of his attribute of Chesed. And, and with all that, great brain power he had, he still knew he was nothing. And that's L.O.K. Avraham, the source of understanding the world through chesed, and through that, he's able to appreciate everything else. So this is, it's this, our relation goes back all the way to Avraham. And as we said, yes, and to understand that, that the whole world is mamish chesed. And you're getting all this chesed, undeserved. You're blown away by this. And you know you're going to ask for more chesed today, every day. Now, Yitzchak Avino, he heard everything from his father about the great chesed of Hashem. And he looked around and he said, yes, there's air, there's water, there's everything. I enjoy everything. 
But now Yitzchak comes to the next point. He says, all this stuff doesn't come for free. It's not here for free. What's Hashem giving this all for? There's got to be a goal. So Hashem created this world so that we should be able to have fear from Hashem. Right? There's got to be a specific focal point. Remember, Gvura is constriction. you got to focus on this. Don't let it go all over the place. So, you know, how is it possible that I don't do my fair share? Hashem has done an unlimited chesed, and that requires from me a response. So Avram said, yeah, I should emulate Hashem. That's nice, but he's saying more. That means there's got to be a judgment. Hashem gives us this world, and what if we don't use it properly? So I got to be concerned of that issue, and I got to think there's a judgment going on over here. I have to have awe. I have to be very careful to make sure I'm doing the rutz of Hashem properly. Aaron just says, just do chesed. Be like God, do chesed. But then Yisrael said, wait a minute. You got to be careful how you do your chesed. And you got to be responsible in what you're doing. So he understood all the chesed that's enclosed on us is a specific amount, and it's always mita keneged mita, measure for measure. Okay? So whatever Hashem gave me, it's specifically that amount. And in that way, I can merit with that. But I better use it exactly the way I'm supposed to use it and not to abuse it or not to forget to use it or whatever it is. And Hashem will respond measure for measure and all the good that's in the world. It's going to be a result of man's actions. Ah, we want chesed in this world? We got to generate the chesed. You know why today's a good day? I said Kriyashma. The fish in the ocean are enjoying all this because I did a chesed with my friend. And Hashem doesn't need what we do. Hashem doesn't need us to do it. But all this chesed in the world only exists because of us, because of our actions. Hashem wants us to be the ones who generate the chesed. So therefore, everything depends on us. And when we would stop doing that and have no spirituality, the world would end. So therefore, all the kindness that we see is enclosed in a judgment. And Yitzhak understands that, and therefore, it's the okay Yitzhak. So as we're saying, okay, Avram Hashem, you're full with chesed. And I want you to do a lot of chesed with me, and I hope to do chesed with what you give me. But I know we gotta we gotta uh, match it, you know, a matching campaign. Every day is a matching campaign, and realize therefore whatever I'm asking for should enhance my avodas Hashem. I do the avodas Hashem properly, and I by by right and by justice am entitled to all this chesed. And then we get to okay, Yaakov, and that's the deepest and the most awesome of all. Yaakov says, Hashem, my grandfather started the idea of understanding that you bring chesed into the world and this is according to your attributes without, it's unlimited. Came my father Yitzchak and he introduced that all the chesed is going to be uh, correlated to what, how much we are doing. Okay, so there's, and I say that it appears there's a contradiction. Is it the chesed is according to Hashem's nature and then there's no connection to me or the chesed is according to what I do? 
is the chesed from you or is the chesed from me? Seems to be a contradiction. And I just say, you know what? Even though I don't understand it, there's no contradiction. The chesed is unlimited. Hashem does an amazing thing that he matches his chesed with our attributes. So now he has to figure out to hold both of them without any contradiction. He understands the chesed was given with all the power, yet it's limited to the way we respond, and it's still not a contradiction. No, it says infinite energy coming out, but the bottom line depends on what we do. And that's what we call truth. Titan emes Yaakov. Emes means all the sides are correct, and there's no contradictions. In other words, what does Hashem need need to make people poor, right? So that we can do chesed. That's a contradiction. But Yaakov says, no. Hashem wants us to earn our keep. He says, it all blends in. And therefore, so, then, number one, number two, number three, okay. So now you understand, we already know the word kale means the essence of something. So the kale had gadol, we said gadol, is chesed, Hashem is the essence of chesed. And therefore we have chesed, is a gadol is chesed, gibor is Yitzchak, and noira, awesome, that's Yaakov. Because what does it mean, awesome? It's beyond boundaries. Okay? Gomel chesedim tovim. You do big chesets. Okay? Big ones. And what does that mean? Because whatever Hashem does is for the good. We It's always chesed. It's never a moment it's not chesed. But then we have to ask, so what is... Uh, What's the what's the what's what forces us to say that Hashem does that? Because He is Kone Hakol, everything's His, and He are in charge of everything. Gives a marshal. Person buys a car, and afterwards it starts making trouble. He goes back to the dealership who sold it to him, and the guy says, "Listen, I only sell it. Other things you got to go to repairs. Go there. Hashem's not like that." It's not Hashem says, okay, I gave you something, you got a problem with it, go fix it. No, Hashem is taking care of all things. If it breaks, he's the one who fixes it. And that's the concept. He has total dominion. And that causes all the chasodim, which are only good. And he is always making sure that the gift is always good. He's the koneha ko. He's the owner and he still, it comes with a lifetime guarantee. Unlimited mileage. And Hashem is taking care of everything. And why does he do all this? Lama'an shemo be'avot should all be for the sake of his name. And if you if you start off with that feeling, then the words will all flow from that way. Every single thing we're going to ask is all based on that idea. Okay, now that's all year long. Every day, every tefillah, Shabbos, weekday, the whole works. Next week we'll get into atachonein and some selected barachos. All right, Shkoyach. My opponent this week has been to 215 and a